All right. This week on one more pass, we have another voice notes edition touring release coming back. Gosh, we all are super busy, but we had Rob and Joey send in some thoughts about the recent fan behavior at all these NBA playoff games and where that stands these days. Gosh, it's really sad to see. And then also we have a couple good pod dammits. So let's get it rolling. One more pass voice notes edition touring's coming back. Let's go. Welcome back to the One More Pass podcast. You can follow us at One More Pass on Instagram, at One More Pass on Twitter, One More Pass Pod at gmail.com. And yeah, everybody, it's, a, it's another voice notes edition. Rob has been in rehearsals with Brad Paisley. Joey's been in rehearsals with Scotty McCreary. And I've been in rehearsals with Jordan Davis. And yeah, our summers are about to pick up, but hopefully we won't have to do too many more voice notes. I think we're going to start recording this on Mondays and Tuesdays or Mondays or Tuesdays rather. And uh, hopefully we can get you guys some good live content. But in the meantime, I think it's pretty cool that we all can send in our thoughts via voice notes. Thanks, Steve Jobs. Thanks, technology. But yeah, let's get it going. We've seen a bunch of uh, terrible fan behavior um, at all these NBA playoff games. It just seems like, you know, like every other day we see just some fan acting unruly about all this stuff. So yeah, we just wanted to get uh, our thoughts on that. So um, yeah. Joey, kick it off. Dude, what's your uh, thoughts on all this just terrible fan behavior during the NBA playoffs? Fans throwing things at NBA players from the stands. Man, this uh, this is so frustrating. Like, I, I am guilty of taking games too seriously, of getting really involved emotionally and uh, investing in my team and in games. But I got to say, as frustrated as I have been, never have I ever thought, oh, it's probably a good time for me to throw something at a player, throw something at this athlete, um, pour beer on him, throw popcorn, water, whatever it is. And I have to say, on top of that, what's even more disturbing to me is some of the justification that I see online and it, part of it is my problem. I read uh, Twitter responses and, and comments, but people equating it to the NBA is, is too soft or sports are getting too soft. Uh, like, what the hell does that even mean? We're not talking about the caliber of the play, the way the game is played. If you want to talk about actual rules, well, you prefer when they let a, let a little bit more go or in football, you liked when they didn't call pass interference often. If you want to talk about that, <laughs> totally fine. But this saying that NBA players or, or any professional athlete that have, has things thrown at them and doesn't get really upset and react to it, speaking down to those people is, is, is insane. Uh, imagine if you're doing your job and you're trying your best at your job and maybe you're hurt. You need to keep, get out of the game or maybe you lost your cool and you're got kicked out of the game or wherever you're going. If you're walking back to your office or to your car or whatever, and somebody pours a beer on you or somebody throws popcorn at you or whatever, it doesn't matter what they're throwing at you. It's the frustration and disrespect that you must feel in that moment 
of someone basically just shitting on you and saying, I'm going to just, just, uh, disrespect you and throw this crap at you. It sucks, man. These athletes are people. It doesn't matter how much money they make. It doesn't matter what you feel like they owe you. They're people. And uh, I'm all for these <clears throat> arenas and stadiums that are kicking these people out for life. Cause it's insane. It's absolutely insane. It needs to stop. And there needs to be big time repercussions. And it's not just in sports. Look at the, uh, what they're having to do on airlines. Now they're starting to take away alcohol for a while because people who just get drunk and can't control themselves. And, and you know, the person that punched a flight attendant in the face, my God, what's happening. So this is ridiculous. <clears throat> we do want alcohol back on our flights. Let's do what we need to do to make that happen and respect it. <clears throat> we all like, and we all like enjoying a $28 beer at a game now and then once we save up our money for it. So let's not get that taken away either. Let's just treat these athletes with respect. If you've got that much of a problem, don't, don't go to a game anymore. You're going to get that upset that you need to throw something at the athlete. Start running, do uh, pick up a new hobby. It's time for you to take a break from sports. It's ridiculous. Yeah. And that was Joey with uh, his thoughts on all this stuff. And uh, yeah, Joey's been just having a little bit of cold here recently. Joey feel better. Don't worry. It's not COVID for him, you know, cause you can still get sick from other things. And especially in Nashville, it was like, like super hot one day. And then all of a sudden it was just like 40 degrees the other morning. So, uh, Hey, Joey, get better, get over your cold. But, uh, Rob, dude, what do you think about all this stuff? Well, if you've been paying attention to the NBA playoffs the past week, uh, there's a lot of, a lot of drama going on, you know, as you usually get with the playoffs, some pretty tightly contested, uh, races, some that are over with in these first rounds. Some of the series are over with nets are moving on. We've seen some great individual play in recent days. Uh, Damian Lillard, James Harden come to mind. We also see players, you know, marquee players that are struggling and fighting with injuries like Joel Embiid, Anthony Davis. Uh, there's a lot going on. But you would know it by looking at the headlines because most of the headlines have been about these idiots that have shown up in the past week to act like complete fools during these games. And it's unfortunate because, for many reasons, just because it's bad behavior, but here we are post, uh, post-COVID post restrictions. You know, things are easing up. Cases are down. We have live concerts now. We have, we have sporting events where people are allowed to go in where we haven't been able to. And this is the kind of behavior that's being, unfortunately, that's happening and being highlighted. Um, on Wednesday night last week, we had a hat trick. We had a fan, uh, throwing popcorn on the head of, uh, Russell Westbrook from the Wizards as he was leaving the court after an ankle injury. In, uh, New York City at Madison Square Garden, uh, we had a fan spit on, um, Trey Young, the Atlanta Hawks guard. And in Utah, we had three fans ejected for heckling um, uh, the family of uh, Grizzlies guard, Jay Morant. And I think, I can't remember, somebody else got hit with a bottle of water. I can't remember, I remember last night or two nights ago. 
I can't remember. It's all, it's all becoming kind of a blur because it's happening so much. It used to be these incidences were kind of isolated. I actually uh, got online before I started recording this to see if somebody had maybe cataloged a list of, of violent spectator incidents throughout the history of uh, professional sports. And lo and behold, I found a pretty lengthy Wikipedia entry going back all the way to the late 19th century. Now, most of these, uh, not surprising, are a lot of them are like really violent uh, uh, fights between uh, players and and spectators uh, during these European and South American soccer matches, some of them ending in death. A lot of of hockey fights between fans and players, major and minor league hockey. Um, But there, you know, there have been instances, uh, you know, in football games. I I remember one specifically. I remember when this happened and being incredibly horrified by it. I think it was 1995. It was the uh, San Diego Chargers at the Giants. It had rained. uh, I mean, it had snowed pretty heavily before the game. Uh, it gotten very cold, snow had turned to ice, and people were chunking big ice balls onto the field. Uh, I, th- I think the Giants were, were ending up a pretty pretty bad season. I think they were going like 5-11 or 4-12. and And somebody had thrown a, a big ice ball onto the field, and it hit the San Diego Chargers equipment manager. A black his eye, knocked him out, knocked him unconscious, and they had to take him to the locker room. And, of course, in Philadelphia... You know, they heckled and booed the Santa Claus there and threw stuff at him. You know, we, we, we've seen stuff at American football games. It's definitely, they're not without their black eye in that department, you know. And then we don't have to look too far in, in recent past to 2004 when the malice in the palace happened. The, um, the incident where a fan, well, he thought he did, but it pretty, I think the, tape, the tail of the tape shows that a fan threw a, a cup of beer at Ron Artest and he, when he was playing for the Pacers and headed up in the stands to have a few words with that gentleman and it turned into a huge brawl between uh, players and fans and people were ejected and arrested and it was pretty ugly. So these things happen. They happen, you know, often enough that I would say they're not necessarily frequent but they're not necessarily isolated. But here we are. We're post-COVID. Restrictions are easing. We have live concerts. We have these live sporting events that we were deprived of last year, last year, and this is how people choose to act. I remember growing up in, in Baton Rouge, going to the LSU football games with my grandfather, and it was always such a joy to go because he had season tickets for many, many years, decades even, and, and these people knew each other. They either worked together, they were family, they were neighbors, they had kids, grandkids that knew each other, went to school, and you know, we all kind of grew up, and there was a sense of community, and, and, and kinship there. And, uh, but several years later when I was able to drive and I was dating, I had a girlfriend, I got tickets to go see an LSU game. It was a day game. It was televised. I think they were playing Florida state. And, uh, I wanted to impress this girl I was dating. So I went and got tickets and she was a, a Yankee had never been to a, a Southern fo- college football game. So I decided to, to show her what it was like. And, uh, I was mortified at the behavior, you know, as the game went on, people drank more and the cursing and, you know, throwing stuff and yelling and fighting. And it was like, it was like being in apocalypse now. It was a complete antithesis from what I was expecting and what I was used to watching games on the other side of the stadium. And that was a real education for me. That's when I realized, oh, things are not always what they seem, but they are. That's the thing, you know, in this past year, we've seen a lot of social strife, 
We've seen protests, riots, all kinds of, all manner of, 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 of violence, uh, you know, in a really, really troubled time. And, and our politicians, you know, will always like to, to kind of uh, use these pad responses to like, oh, this is, we can do better than this. This is who we are. And to them, I say, no, this is who we are. This is human behavior. And I don't mean that in a, in a, in a mean-spirited or, 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 a, or a negative way. I just mean that's, that's, that's who we are. When things like this happen, when they happen repeatedly, that's who we are. Now, mankind is, obviously, we've seen we're, we're capable of, of great kindness and compassion and, and generosity to each other. But we're also capable of war and violence and some racism and some really horrible things. And, you know, granted, you know, throwing popcorn on a player at a basketball game doesn't really rate on the scale of really shitty things you can do to another human being. It's just incredibly, it's just incredibly hard to see after what we've come through in the past year, you know. So many people have suffered. And now we have the privilege to go back and see these games and to see concerts and people are going to act like this. It just, you know. It bothers me, but it also it doesn't surprise me. So moving forward, I think we'd all like to see less of it. Yes, eject these people, ban them for life. I think there should be very, very harsh consequences for doing this kind of stuff. Um, even heckling. It's just, not, it's just not called for. You know, yeah, we've all booed refs. We've all yelled things at the TV screen. I mean, I've thrown stuff at TV screens, you know, shoes and... When I was upset, I got really upset. I think Joey saw me the night of the, the Saints-Rams playoff game where they got jobbed by that horrible no-call in the pass interference. I, I, I've done my fair share of yelling and screaming at the television. And, uh, you know, I think we're allowed some of that. It's an emotional, you know, sports, they tie us in emotionally. And, and, you know, I think it's a privilege and it's a great thing to have a team and, and root for them and love them. But you have to take the good with the bad. And doing these kinds of things, you know, acting out at these players, th- these are human beings. They're, they're trying to do a job. They're there to play a game to entertain you. Regardless of what side of the, 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 the field you're rooting for, it, you have no right to cross that barrier, you know, to say or do something, to threaten someone, to throw a water bottle, throw pop, anything like that. It's just, it's just in terrible taste, and it just needs to stop. And I hope looking forward to the college football season is coming around the bend here in a couple of months. I would hope that the football fans, especially college fans, would take note of what's been happening and realize that this is a game that we all love, but it's also a privilege to go to these games and to enjoy them and watch these, these athletes play and to take that perspective and this, a new sense of gratitude and enjoy it, win or lose. You know, my team winning and losing, I realized early on, is not going, if, if I let it affect the quality of my life moving forward and how I make decisions and, you know, that's the worst kind of fan. That's the worst kind of person that just lives, breathes and dies and just can't function when their team loses or they get incredibly upset and act out like these, these fans have. I just think there's no place for it. These people should be barred from ever being able to go see any team play. It's ridiculous. It's uncalled for. And I think, you know, mainly it's just sad seeing coming out of this year of COVID restrictions. Now we're allowed to go back to these events and people are acting like this. So let's all learn a lesson, move forward and stop the shenanigans and love sports, love each other 
so we can keep doing this for a long time. Yeah, I totally agree with Rob. You know, I think that the NBA should uh, just get all these fans who are, you know, just acting very unruly and just like throwing shit. And like, they should definitely put them on a no, um, just like a no entry list to the arena. Have all teams, you know, flag them for buying tickets, have, you know, Ticketmaster, StubHub, like all these people just flag them for, you know, like all that behavior and just ban them for life. You know, like there's no room in that. And like, and yeah, like I really don't care if you think the NBA is soft or just whatever else. It's just like, come on, like we're all adults here. It's a game, you know? And just like Joey said, you know, like he's been, you know, like he's like a super passionate Broncos fan, but he's never had the urge to just, you know, chuck a water, chuck a beer, chuck a battery at a player. It's just absolutely insane. But yeah, just hopefully these fans just, uh, you know, get barred from trying to attend any other basketball game full for the rest of their life. Cause yeah, there's definitely no room in that, but yeah, let's move on to pod. Damn it. Rob, do you want to kick us off? I wonder if it's on Kroger this week. My pod. Damn it. This week goes out to big surprise. The Kroger grocery store empire. And probably to all grocery stores. I think I shop at Kroger and in Publix as well. Although this doesn't go out to Aldi because they don't have grocery bags. Uh, my issue with particularly Kroger, which I have a long, as you've, if you've listened before in the past, have a long running grudge with many things with them, especially my local Kroger's, is what happened to paper bags? Was there a war on paper grocery bags? Because I always liked the paper grocery bag. It's fairly sturdy, unless you get it wet, but that's, you know, that never really happened to me. But uh, they're sturdy. You can hold more. And if you recycle like I do, you can recycle them from home if you have a recycling service in your neighborhood. Plastic bags, they're just pointless and useless. And a lot of times they're pretty freaking flimsy. You can't hold as much in them and you have to double bag them most of the time if you're filling them up with a bunch of heavy canned goods or bottles of stuff. Um, yeah, I end up a lot of times with just, you know, I'll take one grocery bag and over the course of a month, I'll just wad up a bunch and take them back to the grocery store and stick them in the recycling. They have a little recycling container outside of the store, but paper bags, like they're just a lot cooler. They're just, you know, they, you can hold more, you know, even at the, even at the self-service kiosk where you can check yourself out, they have little bins where they sometimes keep paper bags at Kroger's, but they don't always have them. And sometimes I've I've actually asked for them and the guy's like, Oh, we're out. Or I don't know where they are. They give you some kind of lame excuse, but I don't understand why, why is there a war on paper, on paper grocery bags? You can even reuse them really. I mean, the plastic bag, I mean, I use one to keep the lint from my lint trap in my dryer and I empty it and just hang it on the wall next to the dryer. But other than that, I just wad them up and take them back to Kroger. And a lot of times I forget them. So I ended up with like a huge wad of these stupid bags. And sometimes I just get so frustrated and I've collected them, I just throw them out. Of course, that goes in the landfill. So plastic bags are, are useless to me. They're bad for the environment. Uh, paper bags to me are just a lot easier to deal with. You can recycle them from home. You can reuse them. Uh, geez, there's all, probably all manners of arts and crafts that you can use to do things with paper bags, but you can make a mask, uh, you know, lots of things, but I just don't understand why there's such a, uh, 
such a scarcity on the on the paperback. It just doesn't. I've never really understood it. I don't know when that sea change happened. When we all just decided that uh, that paper bags were out and plastic bags were in. I don't know. I say bring back the paper bag. I think it'll make our lives a lot easier and uh, be a lot better for the environment. So, pod damn it, Kroger, bring back the paper bags. Keep them stocked. I like to use them, and apparently a lot of people do too, I would assume. Maybe they're out of them because people use them so much. I don't know. But bring them back. You two publics, Aldi, I see you, but you're doing a good thing. I have an Aldi's bag that I use when I go and grocery shop there and bring it with me. So, All right, that's it. Pod damn it. Paper bags, bring them back. Peace. <laughs> Rob's classic pod damn it on Kroger. But yeah, like I'll go next. Um, yeah, mine's just simple. We've just had a lot of rain in Nashville recently. And uh, just to all the people in Nashville and uh, just any other state that uh, gets a bunch of rain during the summertime, hey, just learn how to drive in it. I just don't understand. Like every single time it like downpours even a little bit, it's like, you know, I just see a million wrecks on the road. You know, I just don't get it. It's like I drive to rehearsal and in the morning I seriously pass three wrecks on the highway. I drive back from rehearsal like in the afternoon and there's another two wrecks on the highway. Just learn how to drive in the rain. It's honestly not that simple or not that hard. Excuse me. That's very easy for me to say, but yeah, just learn how to drive in the rain. Don't drive like an asshole. You know, don't freak out. Don't water plane. It's fine. Pod damn it. All right, Joey, let's wrap it up. Pod damn it, go. Okay, my pod damn it. So I've got a bit of a cold going on right now. And uh, I realized that it's the first cold I've had since the pandemic started, probably 15 or 16 months. And I was reading an article yesterday that colds, runny noses, allergies are coming too, but that all of those are spiking big time right now. The reason people aren't wearing masks anymore, right? Or as much, I, I guess I should say. We're getting vaccinated. Uh, things are looking up. So we're not wearing our masks as much. So guess what? People are going to start getting other sickness. You know, cold. The flu season gets here, probably the flu. So it's just going to happen. So when you see someone in a grocery store or it, well, you have to wear it at an airport, but basically anywhere someone is still wearing a mask, don't freaking shame them and stare at them like they're a piece of trash for doing that. I keep wearing my mask inside a grocery store. I'm trying to wean myself a little bit, but guess what? It makes me feel better. I've been doing it for 15 months. I'm so used to it. I don't even think about it anymore. Um, and I've also enjoyed not getting sick. So I might just keep doing that for a little while. But these people that these bros that stare at you and this whole don't live in fear and you're such an idiot staring people down that are still wearing masks. It's ridiculous. Guess what? They might not be vaccinated. They might just want to keep wearing a mask until they feel comfortable. They might just wear masks for the rest of their lives. Guess what? Totally fine with it. It's going to take a while for the PTSD from this entire event to go away. And the last thing we need, any of us need, is people just staring and shaming and giving people crap for wearing a mask. So you know what? If you don't like getting colds, just keep wearing your mask. 
Fun, damn it. Out. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, because I've told myself throughout this whole time, it's just like there's definitely certain situations I'm probably still going to wear a mask. And actually, one of those is going to be on an airplane. You're like, I'm flying out later tonight. We're going to play uh, old Dustin Lynch's pool party, as we alluded to last week. But it's like, yeah, you know, like, I mean, like a year past all this being over with, I'm still going to probably wear a mask on an airplane because it makes sense. You know, I just don't know all these random people around me. And I just don't want to get sick. So yeah, there's, there's going to be certain situations that I'm definitely still going to wear on. And if people have a problem with it, I'll just flip them the old bird. It's not too bad, but yeah. So that wraps up this week's episode of one more pass. You can follow us at one more pass on Instagram at one more pass on Twitter. One more pass pod at gmail.com. Hopefully next week we all can get together and do this in person, but uh, that will be TBD. But Hey, this pod is still going to happen every single week via voice notes or whatever else. And we're still all really pumped about that. So yeah, please come catch us on tour. Rob drop checking for Brad Paisley, Joey with Scotty McCrary and me with Jordan Davis. And yeah, past receivers. We will see y'all next week here on one more pass. See ya.